Katya. Cool. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. Will you let me start a flame in your heart? Hey there, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The, the Overflow, Overflow Show. Show. I'm sorry you had to hear that first part. I accidentally hit record 30 seconds early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we're going to be talking about... I think you'll have to listen to the episode to know what we're talking about today. Okay. But it's really encouraging. It'll probably be in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really encouraging, and it was really awesome to record, and we just believe that it's going to encourage you guys to grow in the gospel, um, to be more excited than ever to know Jesus, and really to keep the main thing the main thing. I'm your host, Caleb, and this is your, my co-host. And this is your my <laughs> Katya. Katya. And without further ado, let's get to the show. You're listening to The Overflow Show, the podcast that follows our lives as a young married couple who love Jesus. We are Caleb and Katya Cox, and our goal is to inspire people like you to dream big, know God, and never settle for less. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody. I know it's been three weeks, but we're back, and we were planning on uploading, um, and then time just got away from us. Um, And so... Better late than never. Thank you for everyone who's been faithful and stuck with us this whole time. So, Katya got baptized this week. Last week. (laughs) Katya, this isn't the first time you've gotten baptized, is it? No, it's not. This is the second time that I've been baptized. You can get baptized twice? Yeah. So why did you get baptized again? When did you first get baptized? I got baptized when I was 12 years old. And at that time, I was definitely committing my life to Jesus and had an intimate relationship with him. And it was definitely a symbolic thing of me dying with Christ and being resurrected with him as I came up out of the water and of course it represents like completely being washed of your sins and it was all that for me back then and but the reason that I felt convicted to get rebaptized, I guess is because I was finally ready to forsake everything for Jesus I guess like specifically choosing to forsake my flesh and this being a representation and like a sign like a move in power and like a big choice that would like represent that new stage in my life that complete surrender and just that complete 
forsaking of everything else outside of Jesus and outside of my perspective being on him and and yeah that's why God convicted me to get rebaptized. Hmm. That's crazy. Um and there were like 14 13 other people that got baptized. Mhm. And there were only supposed to be two. Yeah, our our young adult leader, our young adult group, um this happened at our young adult group, but he spoke on baptisms because one of our friends, Clara, wanted to get baptized before she left for her DTS school with YWAM. So she brought her kiddie pool to the church and we blew it up and filled it up with some cold hose water. And then our young adult leader, Jordan, spoke on baptisms and invited everyone who wanted to be baptized or rebaptized to go ahead and you know, participate, and it was really cool, because it started off with, like, a couple people, and then, like, a couple more, and then, like, we we thought we wrapped it up, and, like, prayed, and then, like, a couple more people, even, got baptized, and it was really powerful. A lot of people were crying when they got in the water. Yeah. Just ready to give it all up for Jesus. Yeah. We're proud of all of you who did that. It was really exciting. Just Holy Spirit was on the move, definitely. Yeah. I heard someone say one time that you know that Holy Spirit's moving when people are willing to drive home wet. (laughs) Yeah, and they did because we were not prepared to get baptized. Nope, a lot of people stayed wet after didn't have a change of clothes or anything like that. Yeah, Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was powerful, like... I was saying, like, the first time I got baptized, in my mind, it was a completely just symbolic thing. But in reality, baptism with the Spirit, and that can be so powerful. Like, it can actually be, like, a physical real. You come up out of the water changed. Your past has nothing on you. Like, that's not who you are anymore. And that's definitely how it was for me this time. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read Romans 6 to you guys. Not the whole thing necessarily, but um, it starts out by saying, What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in it any longer? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. For we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. And I think that that's really crazy because it's it's basically making us one with Jesus as far as sacrifice goes, as far as um, choosing to... That's really what you're doing when you go into the waters. You're choosing to be buried with Christ. And when you come out of the water, you're coming out in newness of life. Um, in the likeness of his resurrection 
And so it's like this communion that you have with Jesus. It's like a physical representation of dying with Christ and then everything that you were stays in the water and then you come out a brand new creation in him. Um, And if you look at the early church, just as far as baptism goes, some people are like, oh, well, like you don't have to get baptized to be saved. And like some people say, like if someone becomes a Christian and then dies in a car accident or something and they weren't baptized. Are you saying they're going to hell and stuff? And that's obviously not true. Like God's merciful and he's just and he's good. Um, But as far as the Bible goes, if you look at every single person who got saved in the early church in the Bible was baptized at the same time, like basically the same time, all the people who became Christians in the early church like it was a understood thing that they would get baptized um, along with becoming Christians because what was preached along with the gospel wasn't just, hey, get, pray this prayer and get to heaven. It was die to yourself and come follow Jesus. And for a lot of people, it was basically signing up to be willing to die like Jesus did for the gospel because being a Christian means you get killed in a lot of places and how it used to be. So that's really, baptism was a fundamental thing. They preached baptism along with the gospel almost always because it's such a revelation and such an example of being a new creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus got baptized before he started his ministry. Jesus got baptized, and he said, follow me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Um, and Jesus said, believe and be baptized, and you will be saved. So, I don't know why it's even a question. We can just do what Jesus said. <laughs> yeah. Just do what he said, and it's fine. It's just like obedience. It's like, yeah, it can be more simple than we make it. Definitely. So Super it's, simple. It's been really good the last week um, as far as what God's been convicting me and Katya about, just like that he is everything. And we're just seeking him. And it's just amazing to know that your motives are pure and to know that you've just gotten intimacy with God, that like we can be excited about spending time with him and be excited about growing up into him in all things and we can walk like he's called us to walk if we would just be super, super humble before him and just ask him to be our strength and ask him to reveal to us what our calling is and what we're supposed to be walking in as far as love goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been really good for me and yeah, you. me too. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the end goal of everything is to glorify him. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing that, why are we living? Why are we doing what we're doing? You know, everything, it's just pointless. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's, a rat race. Yeah, it's just a driving motivator to, like, have him on your mind at all times and at all times and nothing else because, like, the instant my mind drifts away from him, it's, like, it just, like, can be, like, a snowball effect or even if it's not all negative, it's just not him you're not growing yourself you're not growing an identity when you focus on other things it's like i driving home from work i'm thinking about something that happened 
but instead of thinking about the past, I can just be like, thank you, Jesus, for what you've created me for and like mm-hmm. what I'm going to be walking in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And mm-hmm. that's quite literally true. If you're not progressing in the gospel and progressing in relationship with him, you're progressing in relationship with yourself. I don't know. <laughs> you're just like... If you're not getting closer to God, um, you're moving further away from Him. Whether you mean to or make the conscious decision to or not, um, if He's not the main thing, something else will be the main thing. And you're going to grow in relationship with that thing instead of Him. Mm -hmm. And if He's not Lord, like I'm not just saying like who you say is Lord. Because you can say Jesus is Lord and that doesn't mean that your time... Or actions reveal that he is your Lord. Mm-hmm. So whoever is the ruler in your life, whoever you're giving yourself to and your time to, not just people, but to things, to anything, to your job, to anything, yeah. school. I mean, whatever your actions line up with, show what you truly believe and what you uh-huh. truly have faith in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the verse of the day yesterday really hit me hard it was it's romans ten ten, and it's one believes with the heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation and i don't think i ever realized that before that when you confess with your mouth of course you were saved and i did that when i was young before i even like understood righteousness or before i really understood faith or like my identity like what it really meant to be a daughter of jesus you know but the first part of the verse says and when you believe with the heart, it results in righteousness. As in those two things, they're not entirely separate, but it is two pieces of something. Like, I was saved, but I didn't become righteous until I believed in God and everything he said about me, yeah. until I had that faith. You didn't, like, step into... Righteousness, like, yeah. into right standing with God, even though I did believe Jesus came and died for me and that I was saved and raised with him, you know? And I just, I don't think you I ever realized know. that. Yeah, I just you didn't, didn't know. know what it meant to right. be saved, to be free. Yeah. And so that was a really cool verse for me. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been really excited because it's like, if we give him ourselves and if we really believe what we say we believe then we have to believe that there's no limits and that nothing is holding us back from him and when we go to spend time with him or when we're praying we have that excitement in our in our understanding that he's right there and that he's like going to make you look more like him and he's going to transform you just because you're alone with him and nobody's around and you're just asking him to know him more you're asking him to reveal himself it's like there's that faith in my heart and there's that knowing that as I seek him I'm gonna grow in all aspects of my life in intimacy towards him and he's gonna become more and more the main thing and fruit the the fruit of the gospel is going to show up more and more in my life without me trying harder just because i'm getting close to him and being with Mm -hmm. him and believing that i'm changed just by doing that yeah not waiting for feelings to change or what just believing that i'm different when i leave spending time with like you never leave spending time with him but 
when you go and seek him alone or when you're in the car and you're just praying and thanking him for everything um, and thanking him for the gospel and you believe that he's going to change you because of that, your life will just start changing. Mm-hmm. And the way that you live and love and your perspective will start changing without you trying to make everything change. It's true. Yeah. Intimacy is everything. I, it was awesome to come home the other day and just Caleb was just upstairs spending time with Jesus just alone. Yeah. Playing the guitar or whatever. I could hear you singing in the when I was in the bathroom because it was like you were singing directly into the floor, like right where it was above me. Oh, really? Yeah, I could hear you so clear. Oh, that's funny. But it was just cool. Just, you know, like choosing baptism, choosing to forsake everything else. Mm-hmm. It's the most freeing thing when you don't care what people think about you anymore. And it's not in like a rude, harsh way. It's like... Mm-hmm. I'm free from being afraid of doing what's right, of mm-hmm. living out the gospel. Because some people define, like, some people say, well, I don't care what people think. And it's like, it's out of insecurity or hurt, and it's not a healthy way to not care. <laughs> and they actually <laughs> do care what people think. They're just hardening their heart. Um, Kati is talking about caring more what God thinks than what anyone else thinks, to where you care more about someone than what they think. You care about truth and you care about what God thinks and that motivates you. Yeah, true. And it's, yeah, how liberating it is to know you are not defined by the times you fell. And God doesn't see us for anything that has happened to us in our past or anything that we've chosen or done wrong in the past. Mm. None of it. God doesn't see us for any of that because it's not who we are at all. Yeah. And when we choose to repent, when we choose to seek Him and surrender all else, it isn't who we are anymore. And we don't have to view ourselves like that either. Yeah. Someone said, I heard a quote, actually while I was looking for a good quote to use tonight. um, Someone said that nothing defines you more Nothing reveals who you are more than the choices you make. And I was like, that is so, that's such a trap that people can fall into. Because if you start believing that you are the choices that you've made, then when God comes in and when he says that you are who he says you are, and all you're thinking about is, yeah, like, God, I want to believe that I am who you say I am. But all these choices I've made, they're who I actually am because they're just a reflection of my identity. And it'll keep you from believing God because it's tied in with your past. It's tied in with something that he's calling dead. And so when you really are a new creation, it's not where you draw your identity. Your choices aren't what make up who you are. It's what he says about you, and it's what he chose. It's he chose to die on the cross. He chose to, to be the sacrifice for us. He chose to come and live a life spotless and free in our shoes to die for us, to raise from the dead, so that we could have the opportunity to step into a new covenant so that now our past has nothing to do with who we are. It just has to do with how we were deceived it's just a reflection of what we believed and now that we believe different the past doesn't matter it doesn't play a part in who we are now it's just 
God. That's what he says. Okay, so my quote this week is, I never knew how to worship until I knew how to love. And um, Henry Ward Beecher said that. And I don't know who that is, but (laughs) this stuck out to me so much because it's like worship isn't singing a song and it's not playing guitar. Like, yeah, that's a form of worship. But I think that in the church we've come to believe that if as long as we go to church every Sunday and or Wednesday or whatever, we sing and while the per- the lead singer is just like playing guitar and singing and we sing worship songs and we lift our arms and close our eyes and and have a heartfelt moment, we think that that's the sum of all worship and we forget that loving people is true worship and that the number one thing that pleases God's heart is how we love each other. And we can be upset at people and we can, before and after church, be angry with the ones we say we love and have a bunch of petty arguments and all that stuff. But then we think that we're worshiping God because we sang three songs. And it's like, that's not <laughs> worship. That's that's just a form of worship, but it lacks all power if we're not loving people correctly. So it was like when God changed my life and he showed me what it looks like to love people because he loves them. It was like I actually felt like I was living in a depth of worship that I never did before. Because when someone, when I had an opportunity to be upset with someone and I didn't know how to be upset with them, then, or I didn't relate with being upset with them, I just had love in my heart for them. It was like I knew that that was pleasing to God even more than just singing to Him. And even though when you're loving people and you're walking in truth and in love, it just makes worship and singing songs all the more powerful. So, yeah. It's true. And Henry Ward Beecher, as I looked up on Wikipedia, he was born in 1813, but he was an American congressionalist clergyman, social reformer, and speaker known for his support of the abolition of slavery and his emphasis on God's love. And Wikipedia says that his rhetorical focus on Christ's love has influenced mainstream Christianity to this day. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Do you want to say our quote again for the people? Yeah, say yours first if you want. Mine is, how liberating it is to know you are not defined by the times you fell. And mine is, I never knew how to worship until I knew how to love. Yeah. Wow. Um, God is good. And you want to, we should wrap up with like a little synopsis of what's been happening in the past three weeks. Okay. You know, I finally started work at Cafe 1948. Woo woo. Yeah, so this was our our first week open was last this past whole week and it's been really awesome. Business has been really steady. It's been overwhelmingly so <laughs> we've been packed actually all week mm-hmm. and it's pretty awesome. If you guys live in the area, in the Tyler area, Lindale area, Van area, make a trip out to Cafe 1948. Yeah. It's right downtown Tyler. Yeah. And their coffee's amazing, and their food's really, really good, too. 
yeah and they also sell like a bunch of like organic stuff and cold pressed juices which mm-hmm. is legit and they sell like really like good organic like hot sauces and different stuff like they have a lot <laughs> yeah, of stuff you can make a whole pasta dish with the ingredients that they sell yeah and it's just a, it's a cafe coffee shop but it's so much more than that yeah i've <laughs> got a little urban market is what it's called yeah and most of everything that we get and use for the food and stuff is sourced locally which mm. is awesome yeah and i've been selling insurance um and it might sound boring, but it's been fun, <laughs> and it's um, it's been really good as far as, like, God's been um, teaching me to be more disciplined, um, and I've been just growing um, in my discipline, and it, I, it's been exciting, and I've been able to have five clients now, so I've helped five different families get... Um, policies set up so that they can be protected uh financially in in the event of death or or sickness um that they'd be taken care of financially so that's been really cool and it's been uh a good learning experience and Mm -hmm. it's not over at all it's just starting but um yeah that's been fun and and i've been just like excited in the last like week I've been thinking about the podcast a lot um and I think that this still has been the main thing that God's been like when I think about it I feel like we're gonna be doing this podcast longer than I'm gonna be like in the field selling insurance like we're gonna be doing this podcast longer than Katia works at cafe 1948 Mm -hmm. like this is gonna carry with us and we're gonna do this with you guys and for you guys for a long time and so we're really excited about it and we want to be diligent with it and yeah that's really it's been on my heart and I just encourage you guys um there's a lot of different voices constantly in our lives and it's really easy to get passionate about a lot of things it's easy to get passionate about politics it's easy to get passionate about our careers or our degrees, our, what we're doing for schooling. It's really easy to get passionate about the sports that we play and the games that we play and the people that are around us. Um, but I think that it's all just a wash if we're not passionate for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you find yourself so excited and so inclined to share the latest in politics and the latest in what you're learning about everything you're doing, instead of the inclination to share Jesus and the passion that's in your heart for Him and to know Him more, then I think you should question like what you're living for, what what's motivating you yeah. today and what's what your time's being spent on. Yeah, what's causing your perspective to be the way that it is because as much as we think that the latest political whatever is going to influence people's lives for the better or as much as we think that if we can succeed in our careers then everything will be good, um as much as we think that it's not true at all. If Jesus isn't the main thing on our lips, if Jesus isn't the main thing that we're excited to grow in, um, 
he we just need to keep the main thing the main thing and so i'm really excited because i know that you guys i mean if you're listening to this podcast like there's a 98 percent chance that you just love jesus um and you guys aren't hypocrites and you're not you're not people who are just trying to get what you want out of life and like live for yourselves outright so i'm just excited for all of you um to grow in jesus and to not be affected by the world and not be offended and hurt by people i'm just excited for you guys to grow in jesus um as we grow in jesus Mm -hmm. and we want to at some point i don't know how far away this is but we want to do something that is like make some sort of platform or some way to connect a lot more directly with all of you who listen um and for this to be kind of its own community to grow and for us to fellowship together and grow in jesus together i think that would be cool yeah that would be awesome yeah so that's pretty much it our pet deer did we tell them about it yeah yeah last podcast so it's still around it's gotten like twice as big as it was and we just feed it we don't keep it inside at all it's illegal um and we just feed it when it comes up (laughs) yeah yeah call its name and it comes running like a little dog it's so adorable yeah it's so adorable well we're doing good and we hope all of you are as well yeah and we hope that you have an amazing week and tell somebody close to you that you love them you know you know it's always something you can do Mm -hmm. and why put it off until tomorrow what you can do today katya i love you i love you caleb so if we die in our sleep tonight those will be our last words no what i just said will be my my last words (laughs) dang it my last words will be my last words okay (laughs) okay we love love you guys. guys signing off toodles